0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that, while others take a lot of time to funk around, we only monk around. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you?
1: Oh, it's, you know, I think you undersold it. We got a very special episode today. Yes,
0: we have a very special episode. I don't know why we're being coy, because the title is going to say it. Uh, We're joined by a very special guest. We are joined by the creator of the show that we love so much, Monk. Andy Breckman, Andy, thank you so so much for joining us today.
2: Oh, sure. I'm glad I I'm, I'm glad I uh, stumbled onto the podcast, and I'm glad I reached out.
0: Um, yeah, this
2: is this is great.
0: Yes. So we have Andy here, and uh, we're releasing this episode just after we finish season two. Um, so obviously seen all the show before, but Andre's just finishing uh, the second season, and you know, Andre, first to say we have a lot of questions about Monk and where it comes from, and I think we're, we're we're excited to have this conversation. I it's
2: really, it's, it's, it's actually great timing because as I think I told you, uh, when we first spoke, uh, Jack I've recently been watching the show as well as just mm-hmm. as you guys are. And for me, sadly, it's as if I'm watching it for the first time. I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy the show for the show's sake, uh, when we were in production and I've avoided watching them for, uh for these 10, 12 years, uh, since they've been produced. And so now I'm watching them and, and, uh, and I have seen about half of them or a little mm-hmm. more than half, but I've worked my way through, um, the first two seasons as well. So we could talk about the first two seasons. That's wonderful. They're fresh in my mind. The other seasons are, are, uh, I'd have to watch them along yeah. with
3: you.
1: Well, I have a question. Um, just okay. real quick. Um, What through what medium are you watching it? Are you streaming it or do you have like all the episodes just on a disc somewhere? Like, how are you watching them?
2: Well, I do have a they did they were nice enough to send me the complete set when that was produced, but um, I'm watching them. It's easier for me to watch it on Amazon Prime. Prime. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was curious, it it went up recently on Peacock, which is the NBC (laughs) Mm -hmm. streaming service, and uh. And they interject some commercials, not many, like just a couple of minutes. And I did yeah. watch, I did watch one or two on those. I also want to get those numbers up mm-hmm. on Peacock, so <laughs> so they'll renew, yeah, uh, they'll renew the contract, and which would mean uh, more money for the home team.
0: I mean you can't hate that. I might have to start watching on Peacock. Um, well, I'm at, yeah. yeah, I'm in the same boat though, where I actually my family's collected all eight seasons of Monk on DVD. But like when I am have to watch an episode for this, it's like, do I want to, because like my computer doesn't have a disk drive, it's like, do I want to have to like use an Xbox to put it in or do I just want to watch an Amazon Prime? Um, it's much easier to do the Prime. Um, but yeah, I think that where I want to start is, um, it, it, there's actually, you know, because we talked about like stuff that was available online when we first did the first episode that you heard. But the thing I'm wondering is, where did the idea for Monk come from? Because I think it's such an interesting idea of, you know, obsessive compulsive detective. Um, where, where, like, where did that start germinating in your head?
2: Well, uh, I can't take uh, full credit for it. Uh, there, I have a partner in this, uh, David Hoberman. You probably mm-hmm. have seen his name on the screen. Yep. Uh, he was a producer at at uh, Disney, and I mm-hmm. uh, at, at uh, producing movies, and I. I wrote a couple of failed, embarrassing movies for him, mm-hmm. and uh, he left that position. And as part of, you know, you've probably heard the phrase "golden parachute" in, mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Yeah. It's, it means when you leave a position, it means you're in, you're in sometimes in better shape than you were uh, the day before you left. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left. Uh, he left Disney with uh, a huge independent production deal uh, for his company, which uh, involved not only uh, bringing them movie ideas, but bringing them TV ideas. Anyway, mm-hmm. I had lunch with him. If I, if I knew you were going to ask this, I could have actually dug up the actual date, but it was a life change. You never know what lunch yeah. is going to change your life. There's mm-hmm. a lesson there.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it was a lunch like any other.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but I went to lunch and I went to pitch him. It was at, in New York at the four seasons. Mm-hmm. He, he was picking up the tab. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, Uh, and I went there to pitch him movie ideas. Mm -hmm. This must've been 2000, I guess the year 2000. And, uh, and he didn't like any of my ideas and the lunch was kind of sputtering out. Uh, and then he, and I have to give him credit as long as he's alive. The minute he dies, if I outlive him, I can take more credit for monk, you know, but (laughs) but right now I have to give him credit. Um, uh, so, so he didn't like any movie ideas, and then he said this, and then he said, um, "Do you think we could do a show about a detective with OCD?" This is this was what he said. I think he had just seen. The Jack Nicholson movie, as good as it gets, the James mm-hmm. L. Brooks movie. Do you have you yeah. guys familiar with that? Yes. 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 So, uh, which is, I'm a huge James L. Brooks fan, but I think that was in the theaters. Oh, that's the way to date it, actually. Well,
0: there'll be okay. 97 then. So, it have oh, be three I'm years sorry. Away. Oh,
2: sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. No, so he didn't just say it, but it was a couple of years after. Um, oh, you're good if you just know that. And, yeah. Um, it
0: bad. It's a dump. It's a bad talent. Uh, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> but it means, it means, it shows you also how faulty my memory is. You can't trust a thing. But, uh, uh, so he said, "Do you think we could do a show about a detective with OCD? Because Jack Nicholson had scored so big with with that movie, and and I had the wherewithal. I knew as soon as he said it that it would check off all the boxes in you know my strong suits. I've all I've been a comedy guy since mm-hmm. I could started writing, uh, but I also was a mystery nerd. I grew up reading." <laughs> Conan Doyle and, and Edgar Allan Poe and of course um, watching Columbo and uh, you know the canon the mystery canon mm. uh, and uh, so I, so it was it was my it was two of my sweet spots it was mm. mystery and comedy and I said oh man I'd love to give that a shot and that was um, the smartest thing I ever did he had a deal as I said with Disney that owned ABC so the the original pilot was written for ABC. Uh, interestingly enough, and uh, they liked the script but could not cast it. We we brought in like eighty actors, uh, some very famous actors, came in to read the uh, the pilot script, and just couldn't nail it. It was a very difficult, challenging part because, I mean, Tony Shalhoub makes it look so easy that you mm-hmm. don't appreciate mm-hmm. you don't appreciate what he's doing, but it's like a great jazz musician. You just don't. Mm-hmm. You don't appreciate how hard that is you know the and it's a tightrope walk where you you have to be the smartest guy in the room but you also have to be the most you know a, a challenged guy in the room you know having the mm-hmm. most trouble the most troubled man in the room mm-hmm. and you have to make both believable and both sympathetic you can't you don't want to be pitied uh so you have to find the poetry in there and the self awareness in there. So anyway, we anyway we saw a lot of actors at ABC and uh, and uh, none of them could do it. And ABC put the project on the shelf. It was it was it was put away uh, and gone forever. And I went back to writing uh, embarrassing movies, embarrassing my family every two years with, getting, with these movies. Is was my little hey, better <laughs> to a, do, the, you better do a that
0: than I have no movies at all, you know.
2: Well, again, yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, I'd rather I'd rather be that, but um, so I went back to writing movies, and then a year and a half, two years later, the most amazing thing happened. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So yes, it was okay. So that lunch was ninety-seven, ninety-eight, because in the year two thousand, the most amazing thing happened: an executive at ABC that I had never met or heard of. Her name was Jackie De Um She always liked that script, Monk, that I had written two years earlier. Who knew? Who knew <laughs> this is? And uh, and uh, she got a new job at the USA Network, and she brought literally, physically, brought the script with her to her new job, and told her new bosses there that uh, this is the kind of show she wanted to do, and they like the script and the, and the script came back to life, which is something that very rarely happens in mm-hmm. TV. You sometimes hear about a script in turnaround. I'm sure you've heard that phrase in the movie business mm-hmm. where a script kind of dies at one studio and then is resold to another studio. But in TV, it's very rare, but it did happen with Monk. It, it was brought back to life at, uh, at this new network. It was, a, it was a, it was a network that was just sort of getting started. So that's, that's how the, uh, that's how, the co- that's how the project ended up at, uh, at USA. Mm-hmm. But creatively, what I drew from, I'm sure you're not surprised to hear, is uh, is the Sherlock Holmes formula, mm-hmm. which was um, Sherlock Holmes and, of course, Watson, which was the, the straight man, the everyman. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. in my case, that would be Sharona, his, his nurse. And, uh, and then Lestrade... Uh, in Sherlock Holmes, uh, Sherlock Holmes had a, uh, Scotland Yard official, uh, mm-hmm. detective, uh, 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 a police officer named Lestrade that was sort of his, mm-hmm. uh, foil. And that would be Stoudemire, of course. And then Disher kind of grew just as, uh, just organically. But we ended up with, um, these four characters and it worked out great, uh, because it was very few moving parts, a mm-hmm. lot of ensemble, a lot of detective shows. When you see the poster or you see the the uh, promotional uh, video for it, uh, it's like 18 characters, mm-hmm. and they all they yeah. all look very grim, and they're all saying You know, you can't tell one from another. They're all standing with their arms crossed, and uh, and uh, but I wanted to do a show with very very few moving parts, like Sherlock Holmes. So I followed that formula, and then the other thing I wanted to do and you guys touched on it in, uh, it's one of the reasons I reached out to you. I really appreciated that you, uh, you responded to the, to the, uh, to the formula of the the mystery, the actual mystery, how the mystery was constructed. Um, the other thing I want to do was to do, uh, not open mysteries. That's what, um, of course, Columbo was. Columbo was a, if you, this is Columbo's way before your time but I don't know. If yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not yeah, I'm not familiar. I've seen a
0: couple. Familiar. I've seen some. Oh, my God. My mom was a big fan, so I've seen a couple. Oh,
2: my God. They're magic, each mm-hmm. one. I'm sorry, the first 45 or, you know. Uh, but uh, Levinson and Link created Columbo, and um, and Columbo was a completely open mystery, a totally open mystery. That is, for the, the first 20 minutes of every episode, you saw the entire murder. You saw why the guy did it, how he did it. It was a perfect premeditated murder. Mm-hmm and this is and it was it was an insanely original uh format you didn't even see Columbo, the main character until 20 minutes into the show 20 mm-hmm. minutes uh and and the idea was not of course who did it who done it because you we all knew who did it mm-hmm. but the idea the challenge was can Columbo find the flaw in mm-hmm. his plan the flaw that we saw but didn't notice. Yeah, you know, right. uh, the 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 whole it usually was an alibi that that uh, was flawed. Anyway, that was an open mystery, and that I grew up on that, and, and looked forward every two or three weeks. It was on every three weeks uh, to Colombo. So once you once you've seen that and been exposed to that, you never could be satisfied with traditional Agatha Christie drawing room whodunits mm-hmm. again. They're so boring. Mm-hmm. five suspects was it you know L- larry mo or curly and and uh, it all it all it's always the least li- what they call the least likely suspect so i was never i was never a fan of who done it i just never cared who done it i didn't mm-hmm. care if it was larry or mo i just mm-hmm. didn't care
3: mm-hmm.
2: but um i did love the columbo uh formula and so we constructed for monk uh, those 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 kind of crimes are called impossible murders. They're sometimes mm-hmm. called locked room murders. And the first mystery story ever written by Edgar Allan Poe was a locked room murder. It was a brilliant murder. It's called Murder in the Room Morgue. It was a woman and her daughter on the upper floor of a lo- of a house. It was a locked room, and they're found slaughtered. The uh, daughter was head was uh, neck was broken, and she was thrown out the window. And and the mother was not only killed but jammed up the chimney up the flue and nobody the door was locked the windows were locked uh, it was a high floor and, and so it was a locked room mystery and it was the first mystery story ever written it was uh, had a sherlock holmes kind of detective Egg, uh 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 arthur conan doyle ripped off edgar Allan poe and gave him credit uh so anyway, those are my favorite kind of stories, where it's an impossible murder. How could he do it? Not, I don't care. How, I don't care who did it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I. But the question on the table is either how did he do it, or sometimes why? Why did he do it? What was the motive? And so those are my favorite mysteries, and uh, and that was how I pitched uh, Monk, and that was how I constructed the first hour-long pilot as i told you it was funny to hear you guys talk about the pilot on your podcast which i thoroughly enjoyed uh what you guys brought to it and i i uh, i loved andre that you're a monk virgin that you're now you know that you're seeing it for the first time it's a great it's a great format um, no, yeah,
1: um, that that's 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 very true, and uh, and honestly, when Jake first asked me to do it, I'm just like uh, because I, I had a thing with like USA shows, like I have like uh, there's like a particular sheen to it that for whatever you, reason just never jived.
2: You said um, that, yeah, exactly, and i I certainly under I certainly understand it. If all if you just go by the promos, it looks uh, just so superficial and polished, and and uh, not very interesting
1: yeah but you know what like the first like like you said you basically drew us in with like the whole conceit of like really crazy murders happening and like that's like my favorite part that's what like hooked me i was like okay this is this will be great because honestly i had no expectations going like into it i had never seen an episode of monk and it was just the easiest transition like the easiest way to break myself into the world of this defective detective
2: well, low expectations is the secret to my success, at everything. <laughs> if, in my, especially my dating life. If I could keep their expectations low, I, I yeah. always did pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I, I worked on that formula, and then as I as I told Jake very quickly, uh, the monk was written exactly in that formula, where it was a uh, a, a a murder uh, that looked like one thing but was actually. Um, actually something else. The actual target was uh, was a, 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 you know revealed to be a, a surprise uh, and uh, because of when we wanted Tony Shalhoub cast as Monk he, he was not available to do a pilot uh, a, a, a one hour pilot but he was available to do a movie of the week so I was forced to do something that I just as I, I told you I didn't want to do I was forced to add another suspect into that pilot and i added a couple of chase scenes that were not in the original script uh because i had to pad Mm -hmm. the script out to an hour and a half so anyway that was the pilot of monk tony shalhoub uh was uh you know a godsend uh and we knew it we knew it right away as soon as he was uh as soon as he was cast uh an interesting story You know when he was cast He was kind of already Well known At least in, among actors And mm-hmm. he w- that Which meant he didn't audition For the part mm-hmm. We had to offer him the part Without hearing How he would interpret The part So it was a bit of a gamble And so uh, So we cast him And we uh, We hired him And then he agreed To come in and read uh, Again A uh, read uh, When we were casting Sharona mm. He agreed to sit in the room And, and read Uh, you know, with these actresses. So the first session where we had actresses come in to read for Sharona, nobody was looking at the actresses at all. Mm -hmm. It was because it was the first time we got to hear Tony Shalhoub doing Monk. And that was Mm -hmm. the most exciting part of that session.
1: I, um, okay. I have a quick question. Um, is there any reason, I, I'm not sh- familiar with your background, so I, pardon me if you're from the Bay Area, but what is there any reason why this was set in San Francisco, or was it just, yeah, what was the reason for that?
2: Well, it's a good question. Uh, I'll begin every response with, it's a good question. Oh, well, that some, guy has some bad questions. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Monk was shot, the pilot was shot in Vancouver. Right. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, let me back up. I live in New York, and I was born and raised on the East Coast. So Monk the Monk in the first draft was set in New York.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I thought that would be the funniest place to put him because yes. on the streets of New York, mm-hmm. you're, it's bustling and crowded, and you can't avoid people, and you can't avoid all the things he's – all his phobias. So I thought that would be the natural place to put him. But we cast Tony Shalhoub, who lived in L.A., and uh, – had family in la and part of his deal was uh his deal was this we'll shoot the pilot in vancouver if the if if you want to do his first season we'll shoot that in toronto you know C- canada's cheaper to shoot
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: but if there's a second season that shows a success you have to do it in la near where i live to, you know and so tony shalhoub and i played chicken a little bit i I said, well, how about New York, where I live? And uh, he he held his ground. He, you don't want to play poker with Tony Chalou. He will he will stick to you know he's pretty good negotiator. Anyway, it ended up uh, it ended up that ended up to be the deal. So so we so it wasn't said in New York. We knew it would not be said in New York. We didn't want to set it in Los Angeles, where it's easy for Monk to avoid people
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: <laughs> i know andre you live in la and i you i don't know if you would agree um, no definitely it's spread out it's pretty spread out and you're in cars or you're in uh on the highway so so we then looked for uh, alternatives and somebody suggested oh somebody said suge- oh i guess somebody said well we have done vancouver that's where we're shooting the pilot for san francisco successfully Mm-hmm. I think one of our production people suggested that. So that seemed like a good idea. There wasn't a lot of thought put into it, I, I'm embarrassed to say. And <laughs> when we ended up in L.A., it became a huge challenge because, as you know, Andre, you live out there, there are no hills. And mm-hmm. San Francisco is all hills. It's, 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 the, you know, it's the trademark characteristic of the city. So right. it turns out L.A. does have one street on a hill. One mm-hmm. street that's the theme. and we went back to that street eighteen times. You <laughs> know? We just kept reusing that street and re- and resetting it, um, and we did go to San Francisco occasionally for a a day or two. I think uh, I think Jake, you even mentioned this in that first podcast. You, you, I don't know, you did some research, I guess, but we did do some exteriors yeah. in San Francisco.
0: Well, and you can tell there are definitely some scenes uh, where you know you see the Golden Gate Bridge in the background, and But
2: right. Some uh, of that was yeah. green screen, which was a new, yes. a new technology at the time, and it's obviously done much better now. But yeah, uh, yeah, you do see the Golden Gate Bridge occasionally. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we ended up in in San Francisco, and it was not it was not easy to to do because of the the hills. It was hard to. Hard to make L.A. look like San Francisco time and time again. I guess (laughs) at the end of the day, it didn't matter where it was set. You know, it it could have been any town. It was such a it was such a fantasy,
3: mm -hmm.
2: you know, our show that it it could have been in any city. Mm -hmm. But certainly was not an accurate portrait of San Francisco.
1: But yeah, but still, to me, like in some way, it's like it distinguishes the show from so many others because there's like I so agree. there's so few shows that are take that take place in San Francisco or movies, you know, and the ones that that do take place in that city, you know, you remember them.
2: Uh, yeah, it does. It, it did. It you know when we could get the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge in the background or uh, or Hoy Tower, I think I have the name right, or uh, or or some or we had. I think we actually worked cable cars into a
0: mm-hmm.
2: show or two. Yeah, we. we uh, I think I, it, Monk it and great. the
0: Marathon Man. I think there's a cable
2: car. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. of course you're right. Yes. Um, but uh, and of and of course it had to be a large city because we were killing off mistresses yeah. left and right. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. Like San Francisco is the most dangerous place on uh, earth. Uh, well, if you're if
2: you're the mistress of a powerful and wealthy I mean, man, I mean, I, yeah, I I. Yeah. That's why we ended the show after eight seasons. We had run out of mistresses. <laughs> uh,
0: the, like, <laughs> the funny thing is, though, no one else, is, no one though, else to kill. Like, you, I think the like, like San Francisco, I didn't even realize it when I was watching it growing up because like, the show that a, a shortened through a lot of monks run was after it was Psych, which takes place in Santa Barbara, which is a town of like 60,000 people where someone gets murdered every week. Yes. So it's a lot worse. Like San Francisco doesn't seem so bad when That's the true. same amount of murders are happening in a small beach town. Well, um, the, well,
2: the worst example of that, of course, is Murder, She Wrote, which of ran course. for ran for 118 seasons mm. and it was all set in this little tourist village. Yeah,
0: it's the most wow. it's the worst place in yeah, yeah in murder, the whole world.
2: Yeah, murder murder a week yeah. Um
0: and and I have another very simple question which you might not remember yeah. but like the the show obviously is called Monk and there's a long history of shows being uh called just the last name of the detective, but does did the name Monk like mean anything or did you just randomly stumble upon it and you're like this is a great name for a television show?
2: think more the latter i always you know i was thinking about the show and i admired as i said sherlock holmes Mm -hmm. and i think maybe that was the dynamic i was looking for it was an unusual and memorable first name Mm -hmm. and a more common short last name so i think i kind of i don't i remember it's so funny i remember where i was when the name struck me i was walking around new york city but i don't remember the chain of thought that
0: mm. led to it. I, I mean, the, I think the best benefit of it, and I've done the impression on the show, is that me and my brothers love to Im- do impersonations of Ted Levine a doing his angry shouting at Monk, like, Monk! Like that, just yeah. that is the best. That's my best. Oh, that's thing.
3: actually,
2: you sounded great there. Oh, that's good.
0: Uh, believe it or not, both my brothers do it better than me, so that means a lot, you saying that. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah. Um, Andre, do you have a question? Because I know we're going back and forth. We, we didn't coordinate this uh... enough.
1: Yeah, you know, um, well, for me, I just you know kind of want to get right into it. Um, I just wanted to know if you, in particular, had any favorite episodes or like episodes you wish you could have done again, or oh, you know, oh.
2: well, of course, you know, I I know that you guys have been uh, rating episodes, and I've been doing the same. I've been watching, as I said, rewatching the series. I swear to you, as if for the first time, I was telling Jake, it's a, it's the most unusual thing. I'm watching the show, and Stottlemeyer or uh, or Sharona or Biddy, you know, Biddy will say a, a setup line, a straight line. And in my head, I'll think, oh, I know how I would respond to that. And then Tony Shaloub says it, you know, <laughs> it was, it's like, it's, it's a, just a surreal experience. I, uh, I just, it's as if I found a show where I'm completely in tune with the writer. And then I have to <laughs> remind myself, well, idiot, of course, it's you 18 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm watching the show for the first time and I also have been rating these shows and I'll tell you why I've been I've been rating shows and making notes because in 15-20 years when I'm a doddering old man and want to mm-hmm. re-watch the show mm-hmm. there are certain episodes I just don't want to waste my time with again mm-hmm. and there are some, wait I actually have my Oh, I thought I had a list. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, here I, it is. I'm
1: th- I'm I'm just thrilled to hear that you're rating episodes of your own show. That's <laughs> oh, no, just well, An incredible I, well, flex.
2: But there are, <clears throat> but there are reasons that I would give a show that mm-hmm. I would give a show uh, demerits or a low grade. Yeah. that no one else in the world. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. No one else yeah. in the
2: world would do it. Well, for you know, for example, I've been rating shows. I I don't know. You guys have been using a numerical
4: correct system.
2: Yeah. Okay. I've been. I well it's probably the same thing but i've been giving shows a b c or d i can't Mm -hmm. i don't have the heart to give f's because they're my they're my children you know um and there was like five or six uh d's here which is is are pretty low and a lot of them are a lot of them are just uh the story and these and everything i say by the way uh every fault of every episode is on me uh pretty much um you know, I take, I, when the shows work, I'll take, I'll take the credit, mm-hmm. but when they don't work, <laughs> yeah. it really was me mis, miscalculating and, and n- not getting the right balance. You know, these shows are all, uh, David Mamet talks about how a movie or a play has to be aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. It has to be, the wings you know, it has to lift off on its own and, and be balanced. And a lot of our shows were perfectly balanced. You know, there's, the plot worked like clockwork, no pun intended, and and then we layered on some emotional uh, uh, elements to it, and then we layered on the comedy that worked. and mm-hmm. All four characters uh, participated and moved the story forward. It was well directed, and all the jokes were hitting. So so that happens <clears throat> a couple times every season, two mm-hmm. or three times a season. I gave I gave A's to certain mm-hmm. shows, and other shows were just not balanced the plots were uh, forced uh, mm-hmm. the murders were not clever mm-hmm. in a lot of cases um, uh, it was uh, uh, it, it was uh, not it didn't quite follow our, our formula at all the, the direction often was was clodish. in a couple of cases the in one case the guest star uh, asserted himself and rewrote some lines that drove me crazy one example of that is um wait which is the one where uh oh it's later in the run you might know you, it you Jake. could
0: get yeah you, i'll probably know it if, if yeah, you, you give know it's where he,
2: they go to a football game and they, oh uh, mr
0: monk in the big game i think okay
2: mr monk in the big game so mr monk in the big game is and and i'm sorry and who was the guest star of the uh, the announcer the uh, uh bob costas yeah bob costas of course
1: so, uh, okay yeah of course it's him
2: bob costas god bless him we it, he was a big get you mm-hmm, know to get yeah. him to do the announcer But he was uh, just between me, you, and your eighteen thousand listeners. uh, Mm -hmm, Thank you. He was having. They will be after this. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Don't 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 get your hopes up. But um, uh, Bob Costas, I think, was having a tough week or two. He was going through some personal stuff. Anyway, um, we wrote the script, and he there was one part. I just saw it and it drove me crazy. way, well, I just want to interject, point, so the yes. listeners
0: don't yell at me. Mr. Monk the Big Game. I'm an idiot. That's uh, that's another episode. It's Mr. Monk makes the playoffs. Oh, Mung there's Mung multiple. The playoffs, there right. are multiple sports episodes, and that's I got right. them confused. Well, Mr. Monk the
2: Big Game. I can defend. I, I, I think there's some great. Yeah, stuff. that's isn't
0: that the one that Jennifer Lawrence has her first acting debut in? I believe. No, that one or is, is
2: Mr. Monk and uh, that's the basketball one. Yes. Well, I oh, mean, well, I'm sorry. Which is the one where, oh, Mr. Monk and the ball goes to the ball game? goes to the
0: ball game. That's Rain Wilson is in that one. Okay, that's, yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, so there are three sports ones. There are three
0: sports ones, and to be frank, they all could have kind of... I mean, the baseball game is the one that can't, but big game and playoff game really... I mean, the playoffs really could be interchangeable, but anyway. Well, I
2: haven't seen, I haven't seen the basketball one yet. It's that like,
0: one, I, I haven't seen it in since we've been doing this, but it's. I was on cable a lot, and it's a good one. I, I like it. So. I,
2: I can't... I am looking forward to seeing that again. Yeah. I... Um, Uh, I remember the plot of that was ahead of its time. There was a DNA. We don't, for the most part, we avoided DNA plots. Yeah. But there was a, the plot of that was DNA. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Bob Costas, uh, in in the football one, which is in a later season, Mm -hmm. there was a scene where he confided, wait, he confided, or he was telling Stoudemire a story. Mm-hmm. something about cats. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Right? Do you remember this? Uh, honestly,
0: no, because this one wasn't on cable a lot, probably because oh, I don't okay. – rem- Yeah, it de- I don't want to say it was one of the weaker episodes, but I – Well, probably- there was one was. thing.
2: It was, it was not at all what we wrote. He was conf- – yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He was telling – I get it. I remember now. It turns out he had a relationship with Monk. He was an old friend yeah. of Monks. Mm-hmm. And Stottlemyre at some point late in the, in the show, you know, Act 3 or something, asked him, how do you know mom tell me that story Mm -hmm. and bob costas uh didn't didn't follow the script and made up some story and i was in new jersey and i got the you know i the writer's room was in suburban new jersey Mm -hmm. uh for the for the series and uh, i got a call from the set that bob costas has this has something he wants to do himself something about a cat and and he was. He felt very strongly about it, and there was trouble on the. There was just some tension mm-hmm. on the set, and and I eventually and I eventually yielded. But anyway, that it was the stupidest thing you've ever heard. It was. I can't. I'll never be able to listen to it again. But it only. I think it might only bother me.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly,
0: like I said, I've probably only seen the episode twice, which is low for Monk episodes. And I'm trying to remember what the story was, and I definitely have a memory of watching it thinking that it didn't make a lot of sense that Monk did that. And so
2: it didn't make any any sense at all. And we, I'm sure we had, I can't remember what we wrote, but I'm sure we wrote something. But but anyway, that's an example of an episode that, uh, you know, for, you know, nine out of 10 people would just, it would just, uh, Mm -hmm. go by unnoticed. But for me, it always sticks in my craw and I'll Mm -hmm. never be able to enjoy watching again. I, I recently, you guys, I'm a big learner and low fan of Broadway Mm -hmm. musicals. You Mm -hmm. probably don't know, but, um, Lerner and Lowe wrote um, the musical Gigi, which has the song mm. Thank Heaven for Little Girls. Do you know that song? By any I do name? not.
0: I apologize. Oh, for
2: the love of God. But I, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, okay. But some of your listeners might. But Yeah, they'll anyway, know. They're more I, cultured I read, than we are. It has a, it's a classic song and, and beloved by by billions of people around the world. But Alan J. Lerner, who wrote the lyrics, can't listen to the song uh, because he was uh, rushed into finishing it and he there's one line that doesn't sound right to him, in the <laughs> song. This is the the songwriter, and this is a classic song. That's, that's yeah. uh, And um, so anyway, that's my long-winded way of of saying that the writer, uh, the composer of a song, or the writer of a TV show, or a movie, or play, they're probably,
3: mm-hmm.
2: if they were sitting on a jury, they'd have to recuse themselves. Yeah. You know, they they shouldn't be allowed to judge the wrong stuff because they see sh- stuff that uh, no one else sees. So. So, do I have favorite episodes? Yes. My two favorite episodes, without question, are, for reasons that are obvious, uh, Mr. Buck and the Candidate, the first episode, because mm-hmm. because there was no room for error. When you, mm-hmm. you guys, I don't know if you guys yeah. want to write for TV, if that's your time. I do. Uh, Andre's um, I,
0: dream is just to have a nice mustache. No, Andre's,
2: Andre's smarter than both of us. Correct. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you write a pilot, there's there's... There's no margin of error. It has mm-hmm. to work. It just has mm-hmm. to all come together, uh, and uh, and it did. You know, we just got it right mm-hmm. uh, when we had to when the chips were down. Mm-hmm. It's like the big game, in a, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in a it's like the seventh game of a World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, oh, that, oh, that launched my feelings. Yeah, well, that launched. You know, it launched the episode, that launched the series for for us. So uh, I'll always have a a warm place in my heart for that episode. Mm-hmm. It just worked and when it had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other episode that had to work, uh, I guess you're not there yet because it's in season three, is Mr. Monk and the Three Pies. Mm-hmm. When we no, the, Mr. Ooh, the, no actually, the Three no, Pies? Wait, the three, oh, no, are, you, are you talking
0: zero. the first episode that Natalie's in? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Mr. Monk it and the, the Red Herring. herring. Mr. Oh, Monk Red and the Herring. Red Herring oh, yeah. is what you're referring to, which is a great
2: episode. Say, Mr. Three say, Pies Mr. is one of our, our favorites. Pies, that actually might be our that's favorite. favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's, my that's my favorite. Yeah, that's that's a great well, one. Certainly, I gave it an A as well, and that's that work. I mean, I mean,
0: because we think that the work between John Turturro and Tony Shalhoub in that is the best acting that we've seen. So. Oh my gosh. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah,
2: very proud of it. But Mr. Monk and the Red Herring, the Red Herring which introduced um, Trailer Howard, was also a show that had it was a must-win game. Mm-hmm. for us because we lost our second lead in our
3: mm.
2: in our series which is in mid-season which is an insane position for any showrunner to find themselves in i i wouldn't wish it on anyone it's I, so stressful and scary um so we and and then uh and we had to get that right we had to introduce a new character on the fly mm. and had to she had to satisfy uh Fans to satisfy the, the you know the formula of the show mm-hmm. and, and fit in and uh, and we got that one in my opinion we got that one right as well yeah so uh, and then the other one I haven't seen it it's in years but I'm gonna I look forward to watching it in a, in a, 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 a soon is uh, the last episode which yeah uh, I'm also very proud of that, so those, that's three really... that I'm, those are yeah. three that I'm I'm uh, uh, yeah super proud of if you're if you're interested I'll tell you the ones i've given a's to so far.
0: Yes, I would love yeah, yeah,
2: that. And I'm so curious about what you guys. Wait, let me just go down and just yeah. tell me what you would Did you guys rate it 1 to 10 or 1 to 10? One, one? To one, one, ten. Ten.
0: One, 1 to 10. Now, I don't remember off the top of my head what we gave some of them, but I can okay, guess. Okay, let's say
2: but let's just call uh, 9 or 9 or 10, ten. an a. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Would you yeah. Agree? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And a 7 or 8 a uh, B. Yep. Okay, and okay. So, uh Okay, Mr. Monk and the Candidate, well, for personal reasons, because yeah. he launched the show, I gave it an A. Uh,
0: I think I probably gave it a B, mostly because, of, honestly, when you told me that there was extra stuff put into it, I think the original version I probably would have given an A, but if I my complaints about it are mostly things that, like, like the Chase stuff and, uh, I'll, 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 I think, it would, yeah, anyway.
2: So you gave it a B. I gave it a B. Uh, no, I, I, certainly, I certainly agree, but I can't give it Of a course B- not. Because it's my retirement plan. Of course. Um... Okay, now, Mr. Monk and the Psychic, which was the second episode of, I'll tell you right now, I gave it a C. I think it's a, I think it, and I'll tell you why, if you're interested. I think the, the, uh, the solution, which I stole from Columbo, I think, Mm -hmm. where he tricks, he tricks the husband into revealing
0: Yes cuz they pretend he killed his mistress. It, it's a it's yeah. like
2: some phony séance at the end. Yes. It's not it's, I, we never would have done
3: it in season 2 or 3.
0: I believe that I criticized it saying that that, that there's no way that that is something uh that any law enforcement agency would do. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. completely. Oh, I know. Uh, but I uh, yeah um yeah I think I don't I think I probably gave that one like a 7 so like a B minus. Um I don't well, know Andre the, well, what did you? we
2: on the, we're on the same page.
0: Andre, what did you – because I don't want to just make it me monopolizing. Or do you not remember?
1: Um, honestly, okay, so I'm looking at my notebook here because I, you know, I don't have the best memory. But um, I actually don't have the second episode for whatever reason written down okay. in this notebook. I don't
2: know if you, you want to do this. No, you're I, I, gonna yeah, if you, you
0: could just time. give us the A's actually, I think, because okay, I have, some, I have yeah, a couple yeah. of questions.
2: Okay, yes. Uh, well, my A's for season one are Mr. Monk and the Candidate. Uh, Mr. Monk goes to the asylum. That's my favorite of season that's, one. That's okay. my second favorite. Oh, it is okay. And yeah, that's then a great episode. There's a I, there's one more third one, uh, Mr. Monk in the airplane, which was a locked room, very contained yeah. episode. And like that and one a lot. I uh, I gave myself extra points because of uh, you know like in the Olympics the the degree of difficulty.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Uh, for that one, uh, the D. Just in case you want to know, the D in season one, the one I will never watch again is Mr. Monk and the other woman. Mm. Because I gave that I was, an eight out of ten. Yeah, I actually, don't I don't dislike yeah. that one.
0: I, I think I was a little less rosy on it than Andre, but I actually, don't I don't dislike it.
2: Okay, well, I had a personal experience. The director on that one, and I sort of had uh, disagreement. Mm-hmm. About how about the relationship between Stottemeyer and Monk? Stottemeyer very mm. harsh. Yes, that, that okay. That, yes. We noticed
0: and that in that one. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, and that
2: was that was the director. And and at the time, this is season one, uh, this is my first series. Yeah, I ha- I was like a kid, I w- and mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the muscle, the juice to argue with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the show had not yet been on the air. Once it was mm-hmm. on the air, I had a, l- a lot more leverage. Yeah, so um, uh. And by the way, I'm just gonna just as I have to digress and say when I say me and I'm talking about my decisions and my scripts, I, I that's just a shorthand mm-hmm. for for saying the writing staff. I had the greatest yeah. writing staff. I had I'm sure you see their names on the screen, but Tom yes. Sharpling, who I was friends with and had never written before, but he sort of set the tone for the whole series and my brother David, whose name you see on on the screen mm-hmm. I'm sure, and uh yeah. Hi Conrad uh is this brilliant mystery writer a genius with clues all the all the little clues and monk notices mm-hmm. at a crime scene or or meeting a suspect is all high conrad so those that was my core writing staff from the beginning all through all through the end and randy zisk uh who i was just talking to today and and would love to do your show by the way he oh, run, ran the show hmm. uh i was in new jersey as i said with yeah. the writers and he was Randy Zisk was running the show and making uh all the creative production decisions. And then mm-hmm. there were other Joe Toblin, John Collier, yeah. Jack Bernstein, they were they worked on various uh, multiple seasons staff writers. And then my brother-in-law Peter Woke is a brilliant lawyer. He wrote five episodes, Gavin Cross, <laughs> Lee Goldberg and his partner uh, mm-hmm. Rapkin Morgan Siegel uh, yes. so wow. and these guys, I mean these are all guys that that mm-hmm. rotated through the writers room in suburban New Jersey. Uh uh, which was also very unusual and what what you might be interested what that core staff sharpling my brother david high conrad and uh and uh, uh myself uh had in common the, the main core guys was that none of us ever had written on a tv show before wow it was the first wow. job for all of us uh, so it says a lot about usa and jeff Wattel mm-hmm. who pulled the trigger on the show but I think the show was better for that. For mm-hmm. it was you could when 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 I look at the show, I could see I could, it feels fresh to me, and it, you know the rules that we were breaking were is because we never learned the rules. You mm-hmm. know we just didn't know when I when I started working on Monk, I didn't even know how many commercial breaks, or how <laughs> to do a, how, how to do an act break. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were learning as we went.
1: Mm. Well, very luckily also, like as you mentioned previously. Um, USA was just like kind of getting their, you know, uh, their foot off the ground, I guess. So you came in at an opportune moment, it seems like.
2: Yes, we were the, fl- we quickly became the flagship show. The yeah. critic, we became a critic, critics darling, and, and, uh, we became their flagship show. They did have one other show, a Stephen King. The Dead Zone. Uh, the Dead Zone, the, yes.
0: With Anthony Michael Hall, yeah.
2: Right. And then our sister show, um, our sister show came, a uh, site came on, uh, mm-hmm. a season. Or two later. Yeah, Steve um, Franks.
0: Yeah, that was my Friday nights from uh, for like five years. of My childhood was every Friday was Monk at nine, Psych at ten. Oh, um,
2: okay. Now, are you guys gonna do? Is there a Psych version of this? Series? Uh
0: there is n- not, not like there obviously are, s- probably some. Uh, but I mean, honestly, it's really just a question of how tired Andre is of me when we do finish this in a year and a now, half.
1: Yeah, well, if we're, you- we're talking. We're talking Burn Notice next. Oh no, okay.
0: I I I had to quit Burn Notice like five seasons in, so no, I'm not gonna not gonna well, go back to Burn Notice.
2: Oh, I don't know the guy who did Burn Notice, but I know Steve Franks. I oh, can, I can oh get, my God,
0: I'll I'll <laughs> well, I well we'll we'll talk in a, a we'll talk in a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> for, um, forget I just said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that. Uh, and hey, I believe I believe in to side note, I believe in the Psych finale. I say I believe as if I don't remember that it is implied that they take place in the same universe. So. Um,
2: well, they wanted. People were calling. This is just yeah. in the weeds. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't need to hear this. But people, various producers were calling us mm. all through the series, yeah. wanting the crossover episodes. Yeah, and I'm glad you didn't oh, do it. Honestly, nice. I'm
0: glad you didn't do it. I like that it was. Well, just... We resisted. We the... resisted. And,
2: and Steve Franks would call and ask about crossover episodes, mm. and and he wanted. He really wanted Tony to show up in the finale, mm. and Tony couldn't bring himself to do it. And yes. I, and I kind of understand. Monk existed. Not in San Francisco, not on the planet Yeah, Monk existed in his own little yeah. world mm-hmm. and played by his own rules. It just was yeah. crazy. And it just, it, it really, a crossover, I don't think would have worked. Yeah,
0: I, 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 the, the joke they do is, if I remember correctly, like, Sean goes up to San Francisco and he's trying to, he wants to investigate a case and, like, a cop makes an offense. Like, the chief says, like, oh, no, we have a detective up here. And they mention, like, that he just, like, rearranged all the stuff in the kitchen and that's it. Yes. Which is, like, that's, you know, I, that, I think that, I think what a lot of right. times... You know, I, I didn't know it's producers too, but fans I feel like are always clamoring for stuff like that, and it's like just let, let it be. You know, well, um, Steve
2: Franks was always a very—he um, uh, was very generous about uh, about acknowledging, you know, yeah. Monk's inspiration for. Now so. I have a
0: a question that I've I because I love the episode titles um i mentioned on i believe i mentioned on the pilot that i am a sucker for any time a tv show has a convention yeah. with how they do episodes where did the mr Mon- i assume it came from just like mr old mysteries mr monk and the blank blank blank
2: i think it i think i admire those shows too i mean the best one to me is friends
0: yes i agree i don't like friends of the show but i love the naming of, I
2: do, the name of the episodes and what other shows have uh, have done it
0: Um my my favorite show of all time, no disrespect, is Community, which every episode is a title of a fake class. Um I know that yeah Big Bang Theory does Big Bang Theory. I know that this is less of a convention, but I know that every Aaron Sorkin show is a quote from the episode. Is something someone says in the episode. Um Well I
2: don't I mean I I I want you know, my dream was I I made a lot of mistakes with the show, but the one thing I think I got right was uh, I I made a lot of decisions that I think ensured that it had a shot at uh, at a long run, Exa- yeah, and 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 naming the episodes like that mm-hmm. was something that I noticed. A successful series, series that really and, had a long shelf life.
0: And I think the thing that it does really well is because I, as you might imagine, am like the most into television of anyone in my family. That like, if I want to refer to an episode of a show that I've watched in my family, it's I have to like uh, describe it with. But with Monk, it's like just knowing the episode title, like, you know what it is. You know what I mean? And I think that that is like such a, especially when there'll be the Monk Marathons, because that was another thing, like every Sunday, every other Sunday, USA Network would do a Monk yeah. Marathon later. And it'll be like, you know, we ha- we have plans to go to dinner, but we can check the guide and it says Mr. Monk goes to the Asylum is on next and we know, yeah. because it's we don't a, have to a, remember what it is.
2: It's a handle, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a handle. And that, uh, it does, it. I think it does help with the longevity of the show. Also, I mean, the other decisions we made were, <laughs> We made no topical, mm-hmm. very few topical references. Yeah, no, we were not. We had no political agenda. Yeah, uh, we we existed in our own, mm-hmm. as I said, our own time, our own space. Uh, we we did not. We avoided, as much as possible, high tech mm-hmm. murders and solutions. Most of our mysteries were stuff that Arthur Conan Doyle could have written in 1905. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, very few it's crazy to have a cop show and not mention DNA ever at a crime scene. It just makes no, it makes no sense. You know, Mm -hmm. um, another quick digression when Levinson and Link were asked to describe Columbo, they referred to it as a fantasy. It -hmm. wasn't a cop show. It was a fantasy. Columbo was, uh, like monk. It existed in Mm -hmm. his own own world played by its own rules. And that's how I always describe monk. It was a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, existed uh, on its own planet
0: yeah um and i have another because i think the thing i like about monk especially as it gets more and more uh later on as i think the show got more note um there's a lot of great guest stars who would you say was like obviously you love them all except for bob costas but who would you say is like your favorite (laughs) guest star um like that and like both maybe like a personal hero you want to have on the show but also who do you think like brought the most um, well,
2: well, uh, boy, there's a lot, but yeah. but um, John Turturro is a huge, yeah, head, yes, he's unbelievable. And uh, I can't remember if we had him in mind when we were writing it, but I. It, of I mean,
0: he looks far so far much far. like Tony Shaloub. like they look like brothers in a way that TV yes. shows never get. TV shows always have like two guys who look like completely different sides of the earth. Well, and the way yeah. we,
2: the way we, um, you know, the casting came together. We did uh-huh. get some great. Great actors, and that's because everyone knew Tony Shalhoub, mm-hmm. admired Tony Shalhoub. I'm sorry, actors. Yeah, knew Tony Shalhoub, had worked with Tony Shalhoub, admired Tony Shalhoub, and were and like Tony Shalhoub, and um, he's just the sweetest guy. He's just a mensch, and uh, so reaching out to these guys for every other show would have to start from scratch. Yeah, you'd have to explain what the show was, and they probably you know hope that they had seen it, but Tony Shalhoub made these calls. On our mm-hmm. behalf. Also, when we started winning awards, uh, <laughs> at some awards for guest guest yeah. stars, yeah, then it became easy to yes. cast as well. Um, Stanley Tucci, yeah, he was.
0: He'd be was, my answer for my favorite. I think. Yeah, he, he was. I, I mean, it. he
2: was on the short list for uh, for to play Monk. He was being considered. I can see that. Yeah. He was being considered to play Monk, and so he was. He was important. Also, the actor that played uh, Monk's father, who's now I'm. Uh,
0: I normally am good at I. I'm drawing a blank too. Um, oh,
2: he's from he was from Cheers. Oh, for the little yeah. guy. Uh, I'll look at. No, not no, George. No, 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 no. Uh, he would remember George Went. <laughs> oh, if somebody has a. If somebody has. A <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm
0: pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Yeah. Anyway, you could keep. Oh, Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya, right, right, right. He was also
2: he also auditioned for the part of Monk. And Andrew McCart. The one of the. In season two, oh, I think a very important show for us. You guys have seen. Yes, it's one few, of my is favorites. Andrew, is Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, back to school. Andrew McCarthy also auditioned for Monk. It's, wow. He's it was so amazing, good in
0: his role in oh that God, episode. But it was
2: an amazing – we saw everyone audition yeah. for Monk. Um, but that show – you know, when you talk to fans of Seinfeld and the writers of Seinfeld, mm-hmm. are you guys Seinfeld fans? Uh, yeah. in
0: cable, in syndication, yes. It's, all, okay. you know, it's always on my head. well. That yeah. show.
2: Well, fans of Seinfeld and 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 the cast and and mm-hmm. writers of Seinfeld will often refer to a, to the Chinese uh, restaurant waiting room mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Which was early in season two, as the show where they found their voice, mm-hmm. where they finally got the balance exactly mm-hmm. right, and. Uh, and they knew that the show worked, you know, it mm-hmm. they, they, they just was working uh, the way they hoped it would. And that's how I feel about Mr. Monk Goes Back to School. Mm-hmm. It was the show that, you know, season one, we were testing various things. We we uh, tried things that, that didn't work, so we found stuff that did work. Uh, and, uh, and when we wrote Back to School, that's where it all came together. The, exactly the kind of murder mystery I love um, exact, the comedy worked uh, the formula worked our formula basically was we found a crime first we write the crime you start with the crime yeah. and then we add emotional beats we make it emotional and mm-hmm. in this case it, the setting was the school where Trudy went to school and that became the emotional beat the emotional heart of the story and then uh, we add the comedy mm-hmm. um, and that's the formula and And we found that formula in episode one of season two.
0: Mm. Andre, you got any questions in your notebook? Because I have a a silly one, so I want to get any more important ones out of the way first.
1: Okay, well, I guess my biggest question is um, who would... Okay, well, because I haven't seen so much of the show, I'm just going to refer to what I know. Um, But who would we be most surprised to hear uh, that was up for the part of Monk? If you can reveal that,
2: oh my goodness! Um,
1: because obviously, Adrian Chalupa is Monk. You, like, well, you, Shalhoub, you, did,
2: you did mention in your in your in your first episode, you did mention that uh, Michael Richards from Seinfeld mm-hmm. was was the first actor to read the script. Mm-hmm. He um, uh, he was you know coming off of Seinfeld. It was he would have been a huge get. It would have been a different show, and, and probably not as. And and uh,
0: probably would have uh, gotten off the air in two thousand six, but well,
2: but he he read it and he because we heard the word was out in Hollywood the word on the street as they say was that he was looking to play a detective. Mm. So so they sent him Monk and he he passed. He wanted uh, he had his own script uh, where he played a detective, and he decided to go with this other script. Uh, where he played a detective, and that show did air. Mm. If you Google right now, if you have, if you're at a computer, uh, Michael Richards' series detective, he, uh, it did actually air. It, 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 it I believe it launched uh, about the same time Monk did. It was. And, ca- it was
0: called the Michael Richards Show.
2: Okay, there it is. He p- plays a private detective. mm mm-hmm. right. He had to choose between that script and 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 my script. So. Uh, they would have given him monk. They would have given it to him, mm.
3: uh,
2: and it would have been. Oh, it wouldn't have been. It's. I mean, he. He's. I think he's very funny, and he's, yeah. I love watching him in Seinfeld. But it. It would have been. Uh, more. It would have been superficial. It wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gone anywhere. Found the depth that Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. found. You know?
1: Not only. Not only that, but I think he's also just physically too big to like. You know, to like portray the kind of. Uh, you know brokenness or like you know damaged that's a good point too oh yeah in a way
2: that's a good point too no you're right monk part of monk is that he's the underdog in the room and he shouldn't yeah he shouldn't dominate the room that's a Mm -hmm. great yeah great point
0: um and now okay so my silly question is um i think it's safe to say that andre and i is one of our things you had the most fun with thus far on the show is you watch the first two seasons right you're familiar with uh but you I've, watch watched, all for, I've okay.
2: watched season one, two, and oh, okay. most of three, Great. yes. So, Mr.
0: Same Monk same. meets the Playboy. What is the story about Danny Bonaduce being an important character in Solving the Crime? Because it's not just that it's a cameo. His, Danny Bonaduce's car is used to commit the murder. And I think that's one of our favorite details in the show thus far. Yeah,
1: and not, not only that, but he gets referred to a few episodes yeah, later. Yeah, in Mr. Too, Monk and the like... Paperboy,
0: when Kevin is now really rich... He's he answers yeah. the phone. He's like Bonaducci. Just
2: to remind me Danny, Danny Bonaducci. So so uh He's golf his, buddies oh, okay. with he Gary hangs Cole. Out, he hangs out
0: at the Sapphire at, Mansion. At Gary Cole's. Yeah.
2: A playboy yeah. the playboy yeah, mansion. Exactly. Okay. So I guess in, was that season 1? Season 2. Oh, season 2. Um I don't know if he was our first choice for, for that part, but he was really. I, it's a, honestly, <laughs>
0: it's the perfect choice. Like if you ask me, what celebrity circa 2004 would be most likely to spend all his time at the Playboy Mansion?
2: And then, wait, Bunch- just remind me. So his car, okay. So so Gary Cole had to travel across town,
0: and he had used Danny Bontruzzi's car because Danny- Gary Cole needed. He won. His car couldn't have been used, and two, he also needed to use the battery from his own car to power the oh, magnet. Oh yes.
2: okay, that's right, and um. And it's mentioned in passing. He's like that he's such a good guy,
0: he made me stay, yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Wait, he made Danny uh, Yeah, because he's like, I
0: barely drank, but he said to stay over and that uh, you could leave tomorrow morning. And,
2: And in hindsight, we realize he said that. Exactly. To, to keep Danny yeah. from using the
3: car. Yeah, I, I guess the yeah. thing is,
0: I just think that the, the, the detail, if I had to explain the episode to someone, it'd be like, and then Monk investigates Danny Bonaduce's car is one of the funnier things uh, in the show's history. Um, but anyway, yeah. I just well, love it. Well, <laughs> I,
2: I don't know. I gave that, I gave, if, if you care, I gave that episode a
0: C. Oh, really? I, I'm a big fan of that episode. I, I gave oh, it a you B. love a.
2: Gary Cole. I mean, I'm, Gary a Ga- Cole, I'm a I Gary Cole. I love Gary Cole, too. I wrote a pilot right yeah. after Monk. My next job was a pilot for Gary Cole. But, yeah. um... Uh, the thing about the magnet mm-hmm. in the apartment underneath
3: mm-hmm. the yeah. uh,
2: and then and then using the electromagnet mm. to draw the barbell down on the guy's uh-huh. uh, neck is not a plot it's not a murder plot I'm Proud of. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm a big fan of it. it. I'm a big fan of it. The the big
0: problem we have with it is that, like, there's no way that they wouldn't be able to tell that the apartment below was bought by uh, Gary Cole's character. Like, that's the one. But like the magnet part. I mean, the other thing is, I think that the reason I like it so much is that, and I think it's probably hard to see when you're remembering watching it, but. I just remember when like, the first time I saw it, the cold open, the strikingness of a guy just having a barbell like basically stuck to his neck and dying that way is like in terms because I I think that that's one of the better like murders where you're like what the hell possibly could have happened when you go into the uh, the theme song, yeah. which I don't know if you always oh, were okay. trying well, to achieve that. That is but.
2: interesting. The um, yeah, I'm pr- I'm proud of a lot. Of, I'm proud of a lot of the murders. I don't know if I'd list that. I'm actually proud. We mentioned how disappointed I was with Mr. Monk and the Psychic, but Mm. the first murder in that, the first scene of that, I always Mm. thought was a brilliant murder to put a ramp Mm -hmm. on a Oh, no, we went
1: into depth with that. We loved that. To put
2: a ramp on a dark, windy country road, and then... And then calling your, was it was not your wife or your mistress? Yeah. And saying your dog has been hit by a car. No, call, he
0: called his wife and said that the dog had been hit by a car. Yeah, she, yeah exactly. she knows she's going to. Yeah. The dog,
2: her beloved dog. Yeah. Just to get her to race down that road and yeah. flying over the guard I mean,
0: ramp. the murders, I'm <laughs> glad to hear that you enjoy them as much as I do. Because, like, the murders, I think Andre and I can say that are our favorite part. At least are definitely my favorite part. No, are began, the. We
2: began, you guys would have loved to have been in our writer's room. We would sit with these writers. Yeah. And the writers I mentioned, plus other guest mm-hmm. writers we got in, and um, most were guys. My joke at the time was: every married man has at least one idea for a perfect murder. That was my little. That was, <laughs> okay. my, that yeah. was my running joke. But um, we would sit in the room, and before we wrote every you know every week, we, it took us about six days to break the story. Mm-hmm. Breaking. Yeah. Breaking the story means coming coming up with the actual story and the, and the plot. Um, it took us six days per episode to break each story. And the first day or two, we would sit in the room and try to figure out a perfect uh, murder. Mm -hmm. And, uh, nothing is nothing more fun than, than that. And no, and any writer, any writer can tell you that, yeah, that the writing part is hard, you know, Mm -hmm. actually putting words on the paper. That's, that's no Mm -hmm. fun at all. Mm -hmm. Any, but, um, but the coming up with the murders was more fun, and and that psychic one I had for a while. I remember the candidate one, mm-hmm. in the pilot. Yeah, I remember seeing a movie when I was a kid, where a, a a a someone's running for president, or there was a candidate giving a speech, and a sniper was uh, was you know up in a up in a crow's nest, up in a building, and uh, and took a shot and killed the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. killed the secret service agent. and I remember thinking I must have been twelve or thirteen. I remember sitting in the theater going, wouldn't it be cool mm-hmm. if the bodyguard was the target yeah, it's a perfect yeah. murder who would mm-hmm. think so that was so I carried that around with me for thirty years
0: I mean that's that's how the sausage gets made and that's it's wonderful
2: yeah yeah and like for us, like I
1: don't know about uh, Jake, but any like really cool murder automatically gets like an extra like point yeah. five or it's or, definitely or yeah a whole
0: point yeah um, and he, it's not just like the murders because like, I I love even like even for ones where the murder itself is pretty straightforward like I in Mr Muck in the Asylum we're talking about uh, Ghostly Asylum the whole thing about oh, yeah. getting the guy who's obsessed with Santa Claus into the room where he can see the yeah. chimney so yeah. then he, like that's just because like I mean that's just no one,
2: no one would believe him
0: yeah that's I mean. Right. Well, in a way, it's it's
2: a great formula. It's it's the formula. I don't know if you guys are Cone Brothers fans, but they yeah. do that. They do that a lot in their movies. Yeah. It's a it's a murder. It's a it's a plot mm-hmm. that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. That goes slightly wrong, and that's how they often begin their movie. That's Fargo, or mm-hmm. Blood simple, yeah. It's a murder plot that just goes a little sideways.
0: Yeah. Except um, your murders are oftentimes more uh, competent, I would say, especially with Fargo. <laughs> I think that most yeah, of the murderers yeah, in Monk right. are, are better at what they do. Although uh, it was not
2: a bad, it was not a bad plan. He no, would, he would have his wife kidnapped. Yeah, he would get his father in law to uh-huh. pay the ransom. Yeah, he would keep. He would pocket the ransom. Mm-hmm. He'd give the two kidnappers a car mm-hmm. from his dealership. You know, I mean, it's a Monk ish. Yes. Slot, yeah. In some way, his problem
0: is that he hired the two guys he hired. Is really right, exactly. The issue. I, mean, I would have,
2: we would have handled it differently. Yeah, but, but it's but the Cone brothers began, I believe, in the same place mm-hmm. that we used to be. Yeah, with the with mm-hmm. a murder. You, yeah, you start with the crime.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, this has been a really wonderful conversation, and I oh, thank good. you so much for. Honestly, just the fact that you found us is really uh, oh no! Dream I'm come so through. glad
2: I did. I'm embarrassed that I was googling the show. Um, I, I mean, I, I started googling the show and then and then read a couple of either uh, little blurbs from you or about you. It and, was yeah.
0: Uh, I think you said you found our post on the Monk Reddit, which I'm very glad I did that now in hindsight. Oh yeah, uh, no, you said,
2: I told you. Yeah, yeah he. No, I, no, I, you, yeah, you could do that. And also, um, on YouTube now, uh, uh, Peacock is 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 putting up
3: clips of the Yes
0: show. I, I yeah honestly those clips those not uh, not Peacock's but USA Network or like some channel is uploading Monk yeah. clips and the reason why like what made me want to ask on to do this podcast is because I was finding myself like on every weeknight spending like an hour just watching clip after clip after clip and it's like I just got to rewatch Monk I well, mean it must, be
2: fr- must be kind of frustrated because they're out of
3: context and you yes
0: don't the but the, the the ones that work are like my favorite parts of the the here's what happens those are the ones you can watch out of context you because be because because well, uh, I remember the episode vaguely enough. Oh, where like, but if
2: you don't know the episode, oh, of course. it's a spoiler. Yeah, of course. Yeah, don't – yeah anyway, yeah. anyway, you might also – I mean that's another – I guess you can go on the um, – what do you call them? People write comments yeah, on that yeah, stuff. You can, yeah, you can, yeah. You can, you can plug your podcast here. But I can um, – I'd be glad to get Randy Zisk. Uh, oh, that uh, he would be He's really he, – he has a much better memory than me. Yeah. He was involved in, in every aspect of the physical mm-hmm. – production and he was just talking he lives in Atlanta where trailer Howard lives mm. and he can drag trailer Howard in but you guys aren't even up to trailer Howard anymore. no
0: I mean but if I mean I'll be honest be you, guys unbelievable. you guys I mean when you guys talk about yeah the, what I was gonna say is I would love nothing more than a haver for Mr. Monk and the Red Herring because oh, I oh, I, I think that that it. yeah okay then she great so well now
1: well. I really need that to happen because She's he's telling sweetheart. me it's his Oh
2: there's yeah, no, well, it's, it's a it's,
0: great episode. It really it's, it's, it's is a great it's episode.
2: It's an episode that had to work,
0: and thanks to And it, it really is, like, it's, it's, I think that a lot of times when there's, like, transitional episodes of television, even if, like, a lot of times they'll be, like, successful at what they're trying to accomplish, but they won't be great episodes, but Mr. Monk of the Red Herring is, like, even on, like, a USA Network marathon, it still holds up. It's not like, you can watch it for being a good Monk episode, not just the one that Natalie shows up in. Yeah. Like, it still uh, works as a well, good episode.
2: Good. Well, that's high praise indeed. And, uh, and my other offer to you guys is uh, give me a couple of. I don't know how often you, are you watching one a week or two. We're doing two a week, so, oh, so we'll be around for
0: another like a year and. Oh, uh, no, you're ahead a of month. me, but yeah.
2: but if we end up, uh, I, I'm going to be watching these as sure. well uh, periodically, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll join you. For, I'll join you after you've. Uh, I'll join you at the grand finale.
0: I mean, that would honestly, I, I was going to ask ahead. that and I'm, I'm so sure glad you brought it. Yeah, cuz yeah, I would love to, I have
2: to make sure I have watched it by that oh, oh, I don't yeah. think I'm watching it as, as frequently as yeah. you. We'll time it out and, But you're ahead of us. You're ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, you're ahead of us now, I've watched so. 66.
0: Yeah, we've only watched uh what is it? Like uh, yeah, so we've watched
2: We're season 2 finale yeah. right now. Yeah, so that's so, like oh, yeah, like 29. I have been but I've been watching one a week so but I will I will we'll try to synchronize our watch. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll make it
2: work. And I'm uh, so glad. I'll just say also, I'm so glad you're keeping uh, the the uh, the torch uh, alive, and and uh, I'm so glad it's in your hands. Oh, uh, it I'm means talking so to both much. of you. It really means no. It means a lot to me that that people out there are still enjoying the show, and it still and it means something to people, and it it does mean a lot to me. And you know, I'm kind of semi-retired. I turned 65 mm-hmm. just as the pandemic hit, and I decided to kind of dial back and not not take as many jobs and uh and i've just been kind of getting very sentimental about monk mm-hmm. yeah uh, the way you would just about a loss about a love that you had you know mm-hmm. uh and it's your baby years earlier, it's my baby and and uh i'm just so glad that you're keeping it alive and, and and i love the dynamic between you two and i'm glad you found the show and uh whatever i can do to help uh, let All me know right.
0: Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, okay, thank guys. you
2: so much, yeah. Andy. Yeah. Okay, nice meeting you both. Nice meeting you too. You have a All good right. night. Soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Talks- talk soon.
0: Wow, that was wonderful. Um, oh, we want to thank uh, Andy Breckman for joining us. Uh, Andre stopped his recording, so I'm just going to say you can follow him at Andre Barrera. Follow the show at Strictly Munkin. Follow me at Christie. But more importantly, just keep sharing the show. Um, you know, the show being uh, getting upvotes on Reddit is presumably what Andy found. Um, and yeah. This is really exciting for us, and I was hope it's exciting for you. Um, so, yeah, have a good night, guys.